Hello? Sorry. Hello? Now I've got Wait, to remember what, what are we doing again? Hello? <laughs> 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 so. Hello. Wait, what are we doing again? Wait, what are we doing? Wait. Oh, I don't know. That's all right. <laughs> anything goes. Oh, anything goes. I love it. Let it. Let's get right up in that lap, Chloe. Ooh, yeah. Hello. Hello. Hello, Chloe. Can you hear me okay? I think I can. I mean, you as loud as possible is always good. Yes, I'm as loud as possible. Well, I mean, my mic's up all the way. Um, and, yes, here I am. Fantastic. <laughs> How well, are you? I'm, I'm good. Um, shall we, shall we um, introduce ourselves and introduce our second episode? <laughs> Why, of course, I guess. Yes. Hi. Um, my name is Chloe Black, and this is my friend Hermione Gilchrist, and we are two of – let's start that again. Um, <laughs> wait. Wait. Well, well, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We are oh. Chloe Black and Hermione Gilchrist, and this is our podcast, Wait, What Are We Doing? Wait, what, what are we doing? Because we don't really know what we're doing. And it, I, was, I was answering a question today, like, if we had a purpose to, to this. And I was thinking, no, not really. It's just, it's just an, it's, um, yeah. us catching up. I was describing it to a friend of mine the other day, and she said, oh, I love things like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's make a thing like that for your friend. <laughs> so in. Exactly. I just uh, said. We just talk until we wet ourselves laughing. Really <laughs> long people. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try really hard, having listened back to the first episode a million times and critiqued my my nature. And cold lasagna, <laughs> hate myself. Um, I talked over you a lot, and um, because I was quite tired, I had drunk too much to try and wake myself up, and that doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, that's all right though. We're here now. We can like you know. Yes, it's yeah, like, we're um, here. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to have to get up and, like, attend to my dinner in a bit, but that's all. We can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly can. <laughs> so, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm Hermione Gilchrist. Uh, I've been, um, I'm a, a agonizingly frustrated, opinionated, separated co-parent living in Melbourne, originally from Adelaide, which is where Chloe and I know each other from. Long live Radelaide. Yes, that's right. Having and, um, its cabaret festival at the moment. It is. How exciting. Oh, without them coming. Oh, that would be my alarm for me to go check my... Um, what are you having <laughs> for dinner? Um, Chicken wings, buffalo wings. Um, no. Super hot, like, like can peel? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I've had these ones before. They're not killer hot, but I, I have quite a bit of a... Um, I'm a bit of a spicy nerd, spicy fiend, so... We did discover a mutual love of sriracha when you were here visiting me during the yes. comedy festival. I was like, do you want yes. sriracha on that? And you were like, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, you speak my language. Because <laughs> I, I love, like, I tried this uh, this recipe I found for sriracha tuna um, salad. Like, it's kind of disappointing. I was like, I, went, I, I, I found a recipe online on gift recipes. One of those recipe subreddits that just shows you a gif of a thing being made and you whip it up yourself and it's like spring onion, um, and celery, um, sriracha, mayonnaise 
and yo Greek yogurt. Um, and then you creamy. Yeah, then you sprinkle in, oh, and then you spray in heaps of sriracha, like a tablespoon of sriracha, and then um, uh, sesame seeds and sesame oil. Yeah. Um, whip it all together. But I don't know. You don't really pop like, pop in the taste. Yeah, place. like the pizzazz I was kind of expecting or hoping or something. My basic for any tuna salad is always the niçoise, you know, like tuna, feta, olives, you know. Yeah, right. Cool. That Which sounds, is nice, especially good. if you've, you know, good. made potatoes in advance and you happen to have a boiled egg handy. It's very good. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I throw it together. Exactly. But no, that sounds great. I'm sort of always on the lookout for new things to eat. I'm sort of on. I started dieting again. I'm kind of on this intermittent fasting thing, but I've dropped, I've lost four, three or three kilos or something already. So I'm kind of proud of that. Well done. But, that's, that's yeah. excellent. I'm, I, um, have been trying to eat more conversely. I've, um, actually realized that, uh, when I, um, when I'm hitting the bottle a little too hard, I tend to not eat to make up for the calories. Because <laughs> so I don't want to get. You're sort, of, um, you're sort of on a fasting diet as well. I'm on right. a I'm on a very fast diet. It's leading me straight to hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> in a pan basket, covered in sriracha. Yeah. Yes, right. You're just um, bursting capillaries. Uh, oh, the, the burst capillary diet. I mean, that's really big. They're really big with some people. <laughs> Sounds like good exercise, getting the blood all the way out to those capillaries. I'm in. <laughs> That's right, exactly, exactly. But um, all right, all right. I'm gonna have to get up and like rotate these chicken bits. Right. While but, while um, you do that, I will um, I'll serenade you. You okay. are the buffalo right. wings. No, you are the <laughs> you are the hot air beneath my buffalo wings. <laughs> I was thinking about how important Bette Midler was to me earlier. With an, with um an, on another phone call with a different person, we were talking about Bette Midler. Well, was that you? No, was that you? I don't remember who I've spoken to anymore. She's gone to get wings. Wings, wings is a wings is a big BTS tour and a very deep thing that happens with with BTS, which I hadn't realised. I watched it. There's, someone's cut together all the bits of the of the boys doing the wings stuff, and it's it's very cool. I like it. I'm actually in front of my computer recording this podcast um, with J Hope and V little figurines in front of me from Mike Drop, the Steve Aoki remix. I've been following Steve Aoki quite a bit, and I really just wish he would bring out an original track that's just all his. But I'm very excited about the Peggy Goo. I'm just chattering away while Chloe makes her dinner, by the way. I'm just chattering away because filling dead air is one of those things that I do as a force of habit. But I realise that sometimes in the pursuit of filling what may be called dead air, I don't leave enough room for my guests to breathe sometimes. And I want my guest breathing. And it's, it's, Chloe's not my guest. Like Chloe, Chloe and I are doing stuff. Sorry, that was a bit drastic. You might have been able to hear. Did you hear the... The um panicked the panicked uh rustling of me trying to get the tray out of the oven. <laughs> oh, all I heard was you desperately trying to kill that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, that buffalo. Whatever the <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I there always imagine buffaloes with wings. Like, I don't understand why they call them buffalo wings. I know, right? How like American... does buffalo apply to either of those things? Sounds like an Americanism that sort of, no. Not like ranch know. dressing. Yeah, like what the fuck is what that? What is ranch dressing anyway? I know it looks yeah. ma- like mayonnaise, but it must have something else in it. I think it's like a kind of, oh, I don't know, you know, I just don't know. It's like, <laughs> now we have to I never tasted out. a ranch. I don't know whether I've like been to a ranch and ever put it in my mouth. Like, I just don't think we can trust the Americans to have the correct origin stories on anything. True, true. I mean, we have the internet in front of us. Let, let's have a look. What is ranch dressing? Yeah, you look up rent, rent. I see. I'm, I being from Adelaide, I say ranch and dance. <laughs> and yeah. I find it with my, yes, my children, when they watch, you know, various things come away practicing their best American accent. And it's like, can you just pick a county? Oh, there's a wonderful Fred Armisen sketch, which is, um, him doing all of the voices from different parts of America. I think that's. Oh, I've seen that one. I love that. Love yeah. that. Exactly. Um, so it's like a salad dressing made of buttermilk, salt, garlic, onion, mustard, herbs, and spices mixed into a sauce based on mayonnaise and another oil emulsion. <laughs> this, is reminding, this is reminding me of Maria Bamford's sketch about Paula Dean. Is that her name? You get some. Was she the really rich woman? Like, I mean, she just like makes everything with you. We're going to take some, you know, fry it in Crisco, mayonnaise. You know, like <laughs> butter, peanut butter, and an egg. I, I love Maria Bamford. Maria Bamford is oh, one of my favorites. I was actually thinking that like, one of the things that would be really nice to do with this is to to talk about, you know, our favorite female comics because um, yes. there's been this yes. this this horrible myth floating around the world for as long as women have been oppressed <laughs> that women aren't funny, and I think. Yeah, I know. That, I remember actually when I gave, when I was having my daughter, I asked my, my partner at the time to get me the Vanity Fair that was on for sale in the, um, in the gift shop. And it was Vanity Fair with Tina Fey and Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler on the cover. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. I've got that somewhere in my collection. I'm sorry. Cause we, I watched, I finally watched uh, Wine Country. And I absolutely adored it. Oh, I'm so I, glad. I'm so glad. I feel like I've been quoting that to you for the last I, – I basically survived the, the lockdown by watching Wine Country pretty much once a day. <laughs> no, the whole movie. <laughs> and um, one of the yeah. ladies – sorry, t- do, do tell me tell me what you thought about Wine Country. Well, I just loved, like, I found it so sweet, but there's a part of me that always said also, and, like, um, yes, I am – I will turn 50 in 2022. And so – this film was like, oh, this queen, this is a women of a certain age movie. And then I went, no, this is your demographics film. <laughs> and so everything just was, was portrayed to me in such stark reality of just, um, their lived experience. And they're like, kind of, well, the, this is the things we say now. Or things we say now. Picking, picking the playlist and like, oh my God, going, I don't think we should have anything playlist. later than Hey Ya. Nothing current. Yeah, that's oh, right. and a bit of a, like we need Leonard Skinner Tuesday's Gone, which is actually my favourite Leonard Skinner song. I was always like, I don't understand why people are so jazzed about Sweet Home Alabama when there's Tuesday's Gone. Yeah. Epic. Yeah. Exactly. 
good. And it was just sort of like, it was kind of, I watched it with a, with a uh, kind of, um, what was the word? Sort of melancholic reverence, but also the shock of the fact that, oh, this movie's marketed at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually a real, it's a real woman themed, woman helmed. It's, it's, yeah. it's a great perspective. And it reminds me of that because I've recently finished reading Tina Fey's book, um, Bossy Pants. And there's this lovely moment where she talks about when she first met Amy Poehler in the writer's room at Saturday Night Live. And they were, yeah. were they were like talking about material and Amy Poehler was doing something pretty, I don't know, vulgar and out there. And Jimmy Fallon, um, starts clutching his pearls and going, oh, don't do that. I don't like that. And then Amy Poehler turns around and says, I don't give a fuck if you like it. <laughs> and Tina Fey's going, my friend is here. Yeah, brilliant. I and love also, that. like, I love that friendship. Film that, a film that showed women in that way rather than, like, you know, rather than rendering them invisible by Hollywood standards. It was kind of, you know. Yeah. These women were, like, out, funny, proud, doing their thing. And they each had their little story to tell. But it was never like, you know, oh, you're now playing the housewife. We were just in yeah. the background. We were the doting mum. Nobody like was two-dimensional. They're really well, like, yeah, they're really well yeah. done. And I love um, uh, one of the actors in it is also in a TV series. I understand that you're you're on too, but I've just started watching. Yes, you're Oh, my God. Yes, fantastic. Which is so good. So that has Paula Powell. That's another clever film, a clever show that's kind of, you know, women in their 40s. Sort of, I think you know. there must be more women producers and women executives now that getting those that content greenlit. Yeah, it's, for sure. Right. Because it is kind of like, actually, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like diversity quota as well. I think a lot of women, a lot of producers, and a lot of people in Hollywood are going, we're not working um, on any project with less percentage of these people involved or something, you know, women or people of colour or trans people or queer people. And... um. It's really important. Yeah, it really is because just seeing seeing your like your reality reflected in your culture is so validating. And actually, there was a really important moment just today where this NFL player in the states actually recorded. Oh, he came out. Yeah, he came out, and I I, I can't remember his name at the minute, but um, it was so sweet. And he said, "Like, I'm not courting fame or attention, but I understand how important representation is." And yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great. But it's also yeah. reminded me how much I love Busy Phillips. Oh, she's so good. She's so, so good. good. And she comes all the way back from Freaks and Geeks, right? Like, wow, I was thinking surely that's not the same girl, but now I, she just doesn't. She's one of those people that doesn't really seem to age. I've, I've been following her Instagram yeah. the last couple of days, and she's really cute. She's got two sort of young, like preteen slash teen daughters. And um, yeah. this reminds me, yeah. And she's just thinks so incredibly funny. I mean, she's That's just very funny. But you know, like, um, and here we go. I just got, um, I just got Janelle to look this up for us. Um, Carl Nassib. Yes. Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib is the. Um, <laughs> is that the dude who came out? Yeah, yeah. He's very cute too. Actually, there's been. Yeah, he's gorgeous. Yeah, really gorgeous. There's some hilarious stuff that Casey Spooner was posting on Instagram, which is just like this gay, this group of, it's like, I don't know about you, but I find the, the gay male culture to be very different in presentation and style and, you know, the way mm. that it is from lesbian culture, which I think is quite different, you know, like I always cool. think of lesbians as, you know, 
not really wanting to come in from the garden and wanting to tell you all about the bread they just made, whereas gay men is sort of like oiled up and gyrating. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it looks it's like. It's very strange because you don't want to like, I mean, the stereotypes are no, stereotypes. No, of course not. I remember, I remember watching a history of gay um, culture documentary. I just thought it was just funny, you know, it was like, like just the way it was portrayed as the, the seventies for gay men was like poppers, disco, uh, <laughs> cut off shorts and, you know, um, and just, you know, like tan bodies and mustaches and muscles and, uh, lesbian culture was, uh, reading books. <laughs> <laughs> and that bit in Go Fish was, he's like that old lesbian bed death. You know, there's something about like, I was think lesbians in, in that, in that portrayal, especially in Go yeah. Fish, it's like, you know, uh, young, hot, say yes to sex, dykes or touchy feely sisters of the woodland, like those, like, <laughs> just, <laughs> yes. those are the stereotypes around. That's a hugely important film for me, Go Fish. Like, I'm, well, it's crazy being in there. Like, I love that film. It's such oh, an old, so we're not. It's such an old film, but it's a really important film in terms of women controlling their own narrative, I think. Yeah, and, um, it was uh, also the boon of like the birth or the boon of independent cinema. Like, yeah, yeah, mm. and then the way that it was filmed, all in black and white, and just like, and yeah. the character who cut all her hair off and was just so gorgeous, the veterinarian veterinarian nurse. Oh my god, it's on Stan. Oh no, really? Oh yeah, my god, yeah. I have to recommend that to people. Let's point down, like they do on YouTube. Follow the link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, that's oh, great. Wine. Oh, you are such a darling. Wow, I really want to watch this. Because you know what I watched the other night, which I can't believe I actually put myself through. I couldn't I couldn't get to the end of it. I'm a bit ashamed but also proud. Oh my God, what was oh. it? <laughs> Singles? Like oh, the, the was Grunge that a Heaven Smith film? No, no, but it had Matt Oh Dillon. no no Matt Matt Dillon. Cameron Crowe was in it. I mean, Cameron Crowe directed it, wrote, wrote and directed it. That Bridget was the grunge Conway. film, wasn't it? Grunge yeah, was hard yeah, to it was represent in um, glossy culture. It had, you know, Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder and pretty much like a third of Pearl Jam, <laughs> three quarters of Pearl Jam were all players. Like, um, oh, God, that was it. Um, Matt Dillon had his band Citizen Dick and... <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie Federer and the other, gosh, I can't remember their names, two other members of Pearl Jam were members of the band. But it was so strange. And then Bridget Fonda played the love interest for this 23-year-old kind of um, gentoose, I suppose. Like, oh, my God, Bridget Dillon. Fonda. She's the one in Single yeah. White Female. I was thinking about yeah. Single White Female because it seems so inappropriate to specify white, not because of single female, but I was like <laughs> – yeah. How dare you? Racist, you want a white female? <laughs> like yeah. nobody else. Like Irish and Catholics need not apply. Like, ooh. well, I think, I think, I think, I think we're maybe being a bit too harsh. I'm just going to double check there because I think the way those ads were made when it used all the, you know, when abbreviation and stuff was all part of the. Um, yeah, yeah. SF, it was, like, it was, it was, it was, walking closet or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was single white female six. Same. LUG used to throw me in, in ads. Double lock up garage. I get it now, but like the lug? What the hell? What are you talking about? I don't know if I want this or not. Should I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, what a crazy film. I remember there was a beautiful spoken word piece. I remember being really, 
in love with from back then. It was all about this kind of fun, uh, a sort of fun kind of, what am I talking about? It was like wait, a kind of fun wait. little critique of those. <laughs> but wait, what are we doing? <laughs> it was like a really fun critique of those sort of ads. It was like, um, all right. Yeah, you know, swath seeks swim for light sand. <laughs> well, I was thinking a lot about, about content that's made for females, especially for films, because I discovered the other day by, by accident by watching a compilation of Richard Awadi, because I sort of, I, I flick between things at the moment, like I'm watching, um, I won't, I'm trying not to go on, off on so many tangents, but I watched a bit of an IT crowd and I, I love those. I could watch them over and over. And yeah. Richard Awadi was on Graham Norton talking about his book which is all about how much he hated this film that I loved, <laughs> viewed view yeah. from the top. <laughs> oh, my and, God, right. See, I love that film, not because I yeah. don't think it's, you know, I think in a way it's it's hugely tone deaf, but it's also got some great performances. I mean, Christina Applegate, Candice Bergen, Kelly Preston, Mike Myers, it has a fantastic cast, and it's got a really sharp script, and I think Gwyneth's excellent in it. But I can sort of yeah, imagine right. Richard Aoade watching it, apparently because his wife wanted to, and going, I'm really uncomfortable with this film and needing to talk about it. And now I feel like I really want to talk to Richard Aoade about this film in depth <laughs> because I have some bones to pick with him about, like, why didn't he like it? What was his, like, I almost get the feeling that he, he did like it, but he didn't want to like it. Yeah, right, I see. That's I see. I, remember, I, haven't, I haven't seen that one. I, remember, I think I saw your, your um, Instagram post about that. Oh my god! Yeah, I got. A, I was a bit drunk when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always drunk. I really am not. I swear to God, you know. But I do. I do have um, stresses and concerns and worries and stuff. And I drink to make it all make the pain go away. Yeah. yeah I also why not? draw. I also draw James Acaster and. Um, follow a lot of BTS and I got so happy today because I was in the chemist getting my um, don't lose my mind medicine. Well, like so many people, I'm on <laughs> selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. I know it's like <laughs> such a status symbol these days. But in the yeah. chemist, they were playing Butter, the BTS single, and I was like so excited. I was <laughs> <laughs> going, it's Butter! It's butter. So can you correct me because I, I might be wrong because I couldn't look into it. Well, but, and maybe you're not even, maybe you don't even frequent these kind of places. But I was in McDonald's the other day. Oh, the BTS and, meal? Sweet yes. Chili. Sweet chili. What is the BTS meal? What is it? Well, I had never heard of these meals. But, but, um, yeah, so the BTS, uh, meal is the chicken nuggets. Like, and the ad is gorgeous. I love it. But I also have this, um, I have a lot of difficulty so with So it is like a B product. It is like BTS. It's BTS endorsement. Yeah, yeah, it's BTS endorsed. Yeah. And then there was this whole conversation going on on the on Twitter about whether or not the BTS meal was going to come with photo cards because we're really a lot of army are really in it for the pictures of the beautiful boys, and I don't blame them. Like, yeah, you know, they, these boys are just so beautiful. It's kind of hard yeah. to look at them. Like they're they're kind of confusingly beautiful. I find myself Absolutely looking at them going. <laughs> what? Almost. So I what? I got into them just before the lockdown and um because they were interviewed on Colbert and Colbert turns up in um Girls Five Ever, which is awesome. 
him. But I oh, love he Stephen does Colbert. Too. Oh, love him so That's much. Amazing. <laughs> Colbert is one of my favorite people on the planet. Like, I... yeah, Colbert is great. And he just—he just about lost his mind during the lockdown doing his show. But it's really great. Yeah. I love watching him unravel. It felt like he was joining us in the real world. Like now he's back on that, stage you know, at Ed Sullivan. Yeah, I found that um, his show was like um, the most informative, um, the place, my go-to place for information about Trump and about the world. Snap. Like for about a month there, I was like, oh, what's going on? I should catch up with Colbert and yeah. see what's happening. <laughs> so especially, I would... <laughs> when, especially when the capital is there. So I don't really want to hear, you don't want to hear it fresh out of the can. You want someone to have strained it and rinsed it and drained it again. Yeah. And, and that's what he been, really does so well. Comedians have no reason to. Well, anyway, this sounds probably sounds a counterintuitive, but they really don't have no really reason to lie to you. <laughs> they want to they want to turn the fun the fun facts into funniness. So it's kind of like you know I found it trustworthy and I found it like you know just kind of informative. And I was like, yeah, all right, oh that's funny too. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. And he always had such amazing guests. I mean, before the lockdown, when he could have Cory Booker on or Kamala Harris on or you know, Bernie Sanders, like he would have all these people, they would actually come in and talk yeah. and you could get an idea of who they really were. I really liked Cory Booker. I remember thinking it was such a shame that he wasn't, you know, the front runner. My, oh my, God, my dog is choking yeah. on something he shouldn't be chewing. Oh, can you hear that? I can. Oh, biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Janelle, can you look after the dog? <laughs> no, he's okay. Yeah, yeah. Janelle, Janelle. He waits until my son goes to bed before he comes into the lovely warm room because I live in this sort of ex-housing commission house, which I was able to afford to rent in Melbourne, and it's freezing fucking cold. Like it's yeah, right. like it's it's really difficult to keep warm. But there is a new gas heater, which is which is apparently bad for my health. Everything's bad for your health. Like what, bad, like wood fires. I mean, people have been using gas heaters for so long. Anyway. Yeah. But I didn't know your house was commissioned. That housing. Commission. Oh no, no, it used to be. Like so, basically, oh, what happened was this whole area used to be housing commission, and now, of course, it's you know gentrified, university educated, semi poor yeah, right. people like me who live here. But there's yeah, still a very hardcore undercurrent of pure like, you know, if you have a criminal record, you're you're in with these people. Whereas I'm, you know, I'm not. I like people to be quiet and peaceful and it's yeah. not a peaceful area. I, I don't really enjoy the area, but I, I mean, I like having a house that's all, you know, that I can kind of just look after. But it's really hard. Like if, if you're, if you're a parent, like imagine, because I'm not really a very grown up grown up. Um, I don't have a lot yeah. of money and stability, but I'm able to afford this. But now that I've got two kids and I've got a boy and a girl, it's not like I've got two girls or two boys and they can share a room. It's like a 13-year-old girl and a five-year-old boy and, like, yeah. So I, yeah, I basically yeah. have to pay rent for three people no matter where I go. Yeah, for sure. You said you had some hoons out the front of your house? Mm. Yeah, oh, my right. God, yeah. When I first moved in here, um, there was a really loud party just a bit up the street and I always storm out and go, you know, like, well, I don't really, I don't, I mean, I'm, I start the way that you're supposed to start, which is to negotiate. <laughs> if I had known what these people were like, I wouldn't have tried that. That was pearls before swine. Yeah. And I basically went up and I said, that's really loud. Um, 
it's against the law for you to have it on that loud this this late. And they went, oh, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, oh, shit, that's what I'm dealing with. And I was like, fine, what number is this? I'll go call the police. And I, you know, and after that, they decided that it was great sport to, um, to push my bins over and leave dirt bike marks on my driveway and stuff like that. They damaged the letterbox. They did all sorts of weird shit, but I, yeah, it was just, and I basically just retaliated by getting security cameras and I try and, you know, I I tell you about the time that like when I was, living on this busy road in Hobart and Max was only like about six months old and um these hoons knocked over our bins and um it's such a great story because we're lying in bed and just hearing these hoons come up the street because there's a pub right down the road and they're like young idiots like oh yeah and we heard them knock our bins over and we're like oh great and then we heard this like woo so this police car pulls up and like Gets them out and gets out and he's like, right, what have you done? Go stand there, pick it all up off the ground. And our son had just over. Thing is like full of like used nappies and everything. Oh, and he's ordering, God. he's ordering these young kids to like pack our bins back up. And he's like, right, turn around, spread your legs. And the guy's like, what? He goes, turn around, put your hands on your head, spread your legs. No, like, I didn't do anything. He's like, put your, put your hands on your head and stand there. And he goes, and you can hear this kid whimpering. And then he's like, um, and what do you say? He says something like, um, um, right now put your hands behind your back. And he goes, what? Are you studying? What are you studying? He's studying rocket science. So put your hands behind your back. And like, <laughs> <laughs> Am I speaking and this, English? You can hear, hear this kid almost like tearing up and he goes, righto. That was a dress rehearsal. Now make sure you get home. <laughs> Don't go things again. Cause they're so tough until they're not at all. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's yeah. so depressing because I don't want to be like classist and say, you know, I don't, I don't actually believe that my life or, you know, anything is more important. It's just that I think that the social contract that binds all of us, it needs yeah. to be like, if it's going to work, it has to be upheld and respected by everybody. Like nobody is above yeah. the law. And that's why it's so important that people in power are held accountable yeah. and stuff, you know? I don't see it as a class thing. They were just absolute assholes. <laughs> yeah. Probably rich, spoiled assholes too. So, um, I don't know. Sometimes I, I think they're just like third generation unemployed and they really don't expect anything else from their lives and yeah. that's sad. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I'm, so it's, yeah, we, we shouldn't judge. The cop did say, because I remember it, because it actually was like, what do you, you know, what do you do? And he was like, we're students. And so I was studying at university. So maybe it's like, oh. <laughs> You know, it's not a no, class thing at all. Haven't, haven't they read about, I mean, how surely they've been indoctrinated with the cultural Marxism of the university system and they know that power is, needs to be redistributed equally. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> as much as kicking over bins in the street as well. <laughs> that's it. But they've been... Right. Hey, we're going to like... Not, yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Oh, no, it's like, that's, it's fine. I, just, I have to actually go get... My dinner is probably all done now no so, um, you know what we've actually done a full half hour so we could okay. say this is episode two and uh okay. and if we cool. wanted to come back would you like to come back next week and try for a new car <laughs> yes yeah, sure that's right yes yeah, next week when our reigning champion chloe black will play against our returning champion marty mcmarty face <laughs> in a Murr. battle of wills <laughs> 
So this is like, this is a very different sounding episode. Wait, what are we doing? But yeah. the important thing is, is, is that we did it. We made something. Exactly, exactly. We're finding our vibe. Yay. Oh. And you, dear listener, are finding our vibe as well. And join us, <laughs> join us finding our vibe. If you happen to find our vibe lying around somewhere where you, where you happen to be, feel free to leave yeah. a comment, like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, now. that's right. <laughs> Chanel. Good night, Australia. Oh, I'm away. Oh, my God. I don't even know the lyrics. I just know that verse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bloody Australia. <laughs> Yay. Right, I really should go because I can smell like... Yeah, that's it. I mean, you I mean, are the, you are you the wind beneath my buffalo, Chloe. Do you want to stay and chat now the episode's done? Or do you want to yeah, let's do it. But I have All to right, I'll just go get my food. I'll come back. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stop recording okay. uh, and save this. Oh, no, then. No, I'll just pause it. No, because then uh, <laughs> I'm overthinking this, Chloe, really badly. <laughs> no, do you know what? I think second episode in the can, I'd love to chat to you on the phone. That would be awesome because we can talk about how how we're doing with this. So go get your dinner. And and call me on my turn. Um, yeah, Janelle, you can take that. Thank you. Um, and we'll see you next week, bitches. And I'm not really this horrible, I swear. I don't think. Chloe doesn't say anything in my defence, so maybe I am. <laughs> Good night, Australia.